Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What with Dan and Julie. Today we've got Jono on, who is a product designer and UX. Um, hi, Jono. Hi. How are we? Yeah, very good. Very good. All good today. Good, good. Um, should we jump straight in then, Jono? Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you actually do? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, probably does need a bit of explanation. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so technically, um, so I, my, my actual title is I'm Chief Product Officer at a, a company called Zen Educate. Um, we're a growing company that works with um, schools, essentially building like a platform, a bit like an, a bit like an Uber for supply teachers. So if you're a school and you need a supply teacher because your teacher is sick in the morning, we've built a platform so you don't you have to phone somebody up and they phone around to find somebody. But you can what go a great idea. Online. Yeah, it's it's one of these one of these niches that you know I I definitely didn't know existed, but actually is a real pain point, and um, uh, a lot of money is a lot a lot of money is spent on it every every year and wasted. So we do it much more efficiently. And so, um, but but really, my, you know, my my role in that is building the online platform, like doing it in this new way. And so, um, yeah, I'm responsible for a, the the product delivery, which is everything that you would see as a customer like as you're a teacher you're using our app or our website if you're a school you're using the app or the website and actually also our internal users who are helping make all this happen so um i have people i, I have developers in my team i have product managers in my team and um designers in my team and so that's what i'm doing at the moment yeah so does that involve you having to know a lot about coding software all things like that yeah good good question um Yes, it, to some extent, it's definitely useful to to know some about it. But I don't actually, I don't, I definitely don't need to do any coding in my job. I do talk about software a lot in my job because because we're building it, and so you have to understand the sort of challenges that uh, the the trade offs you need to make in like how difficult is something going to be to build? You know, if, if we build this now, are we going to be able to change it later if we want to? Those at that kind of level. Um, but I'm not there writing, you know, if thens and else statements and for loops and things like that on a day to day basis. But the people in my team are. So if you're going to, if, if you know, if you want to um, have their respect and be able to talk to them properly about their jobs, yeah, you definitely need to understand it, even if you don't need to be able to do it. So your your sort of background, or you initially started in UX design, is that right? Um, yeah, I've had a sort of very, uh, uh, you know, I, th I, th I think actually anybody you find who works in sort of um, product management at any way, which is where I've sort of come to, um, has often come to it from a, a sort of convoluted path and i think that is changing <laughs> but that is that is the way it is now you know you never meet you never meet a product manager who's got um the same background as the other one um so so my i, I came to it actually through um as i say from somewhat convoluted path and that i studied engineering design a long time ago and i did um, a lot of a lot of projects around product design and then we did i did some consulting around product design and strategy and then more and more of the projects were web-based ones and so we were designing web-based interfaces and things like that and then as you join if you join small companies um, which are growing you need to get everything done and designers have a great sense of what needs to be done they're really close to the customer and so I was doing much more of the well what is it we should build in the first place not just you know what should it look like and what should it do and, and how do you manage that process and so uh, 
I, I came to it sort of through that route along the way I've done bits and pieces of, of coding and stuff but nothing you know I've never done a I've never done a computer science course or a um, you know real training that that's all been just sort of me me dabbling around the edges so what actually is UX I, I believe it's user experience isn't it that's correct yeah so um yeah user experience there, there are various uh various versions of this I suppose it's like uh as a as a new area gets more mature you you see different flavors everything used to just be design and now there's like you know um, interaction design um, there's user experience and there's visual design and so on and, um, and so user experience is is where you spend your time understanding what it is customers need to do when they're using your product and you think you spend a lot of time thinking about what is the flow that people are going to go through. So if somebody's going to sign up for your new service, so let's keep things simple. Teachers are signing up on our on our site. What are they going to see first? What are the questions we need to know so that they find that it's going to be, they know it's going to be useful for them, and that we know that this person's going to be able to go out and work for us. We've got to do some some checks on them. So how are we going to present that information? Is it all going to make sense? And so user experience design tends to be going, I'm, I'm thinking quite holistically, not just about how this looks, but I'm thinking about where does this person start on the journey? What's their mindset? And at each stage of the, the journey, what are they thinking? And does this is this going to make sense to them? So you do a lot of, uh, you, you do a lot of like um, user research where you're, mm -hmm. you're speaking to people about what their motivations are and what they're trying to do. And you might have to sit down with them or watch them use your product and be infuriating because, you know, <laughs> they won't see this obvious thing that is sitting right in front of them. And you're like, okay, we need to rethink this. Um, and it's right down to even, even the writing. So, you know, like a lot of things, um, you know, we all use all these products these days so you do bits of it on your phone you do bits of it on the web but then you'll get an email the next day so you know when should you get an email what triggers it when do you reach out to somebody what does it say is it clear what it says and so user experience is going through all of that stuff so hopefully at the end of it somebody comes to your product they get what you're doing they follow the process that you've designed and it all made sense to them mm. and, they're, and they're happy and you're happy I think I've only recently personally become aware of UX UI um, because the we've had a few software engineers on and, and talking about how a lot of different industries are now being influenced by this, you know, new growth of tech and coding and, and building solutions to loads of problems that we never really thought about. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is, like even me now, if I go on a website or an app and it's rubbish and it looks cheap and it doesn't do what you need it to do within the first 30 seconds i'll never go on it again so is this world of ux and ui becoming bigger and like you say more and more companies are starting up and they need these people so the industry is only going to grow right yeah i i, I would say so when, when i started doing user experience um i don't know maybe around uh, 2010 or 2008 sort of time it was it was really new there and nobody really nobody really called themselves only a few people like would actually call themselves user experience designers let's say and you know there weren't a lot of job descriptions out for it it wasn't necessarily an established role you might just get a designer um but a bit of their job is kind of doing this and 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 now it's got its own its own function and as you say like you might get a user experience designer and you might get 
uh, an interaction designer you might get like slightly that you might get the user researcher whereas one person was sort of doing a number of these roles now we've sort of gone into more discrete categories and as we as as it gets um more understood and the value of each part of what this person's job gets appreciated and so i I've seen it sort of proliferate over this. And I definitely think, you know, I think the pandemic's done this also to us, you know, more and more stuff is online. Everybody's assuming that we'll do everything online. So it definitely doesn't feel like it's going away. And I think there's, there's, there's not a shortage of demand for these kind of skills yet. And I, and I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Yeah. And what about sort of being a uh, a product manager? What's that like day to day? What are you doing? Yeah. So so um, as a UX designer, you're 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 very much in the details of the sort of minutiae of the experience. You know, what does it say on this button? Does this button appear above or below this thing? Does this form make sense? Should this be a drop down or a radio button? You're looking at those kind of decisions. A product manager. Um, is very much more, I, I think I describe it as it's my job to make sure we're building the right thing and make sure we can build it at the right speed. So there's never any shortage of ideas at a company for what you should build. Like very quickly, you know, people are like, oh, you should build this, you should build this, you should build this. It's so much quicker to say that than it is to go build it. Um, so very quickly, the job is a, is a job about like, well, what's going to give us the most value? Should we build this one first? Should we build that one first? We start building this. Um, do we need to build all of it or should we just build some of it? And so on. And so a product manager is very much about making those trade-offs in, you know, should you should you invest in uh, the onboarding of customers first or should you invest in the, uh, you know, uh, people being able to manage their accounts better once they're already customers? Um, those Those kind of questions. And so you have to, um, so you spend a lot of time up front with your team, your your stakeholders in your team, going, okay, what's the, what's the business trying to achieve here? Are we doing that? You spend a lot of time with customers, going, you know, are we meeting their needs? Do they love our product? Is there stuff that's getting them stuck or making them leave, which they don't like? What should we be doing? Um, and then you spend a lot of time as a product manager. You're actually, it's a it's a funny role of product manager because. I was going to say you're leading a product delivery team, but you don't, you know, you have, you have developers in your team, you have designers in your team, but they're not, you're not the manager of that team. You're a person in that team. So you have to, it's your job to sort of get everybody working together to the right end and achieve the goals, even though you're not like, you're not actually the manager of any of these individual people. So on a day-to-day basis, you will literally, you'll, you'll meet with your team. You'll have a daily stand up in the morning where you'll, be talking about what's going on what you work what you each of you are working on that day um if there are any blockers and you need to go and resolve something if there are things that are coming up down the pipeline for tomorrow or the day after that you need to go work through the designs with the designer that kind of thing if there if we've released some new functionality and it needs testing you'll help out with that and so you're sort of managing the the whole flow of work and value that uh, a company is producing it's a really diverse kind of job with a sort of slightly nebulous skill set. Having worked on a different design projects, um, how do you sort of take your things you learn from your different industries and how have you applied that to, to this newer um, industry and growing industry? Yeah. Um, 
Good question. I mean, actually, I think one of the things I really like about actually design in general, and this is, you know, this is where I really started coming into was, was design, is that you can really, you can apply these skills in any industry. And I've, I've worked in lots of different industries. I remember as I was doing some design strategy consulting, there were some brilliant projects which we did. Um, with a technology company, a really large technology company, you know, they make printers and things like that. Um, but we also did uh, one with a cookie, a company that makes cookies, you know, and their problem was our cookies are so nice that people don't want to eat them. We need to make healthier stuff. What should we make next? Um, and and you also, you know, I've done some ones which are like uh, sports products and so on. And so right now, obviously mine are more digital, but um I've I've worked uh, I worked at a company called Nutmeg, which was online investment. It's like democratizing that, making that available to to people who didn't have the money to to buy you know, expensive wealth management services and things like that. Um, and so you you can apply your design skills to there just as much as you can to my current area, which is education and working with schools and teachers. Um, It's, it's it's in in some ways it's it's the process which is yeah. the same so it's you, you're applying the same process each systematic time. process almost yeah and 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 you i always think like as long as you're as long as you're staying really close to your customers needs and you and you have a really good sense of what your customers are trying to do then as long as you're working hard you're going to come out with something good so what's the path into this industry then how do you how would you begin to get into it yeah it's um it's changed. It's changed a lot, um, to be honest. So, uh, as I said, when when a field like uh, user experience is quite young, there's not. It's not like, in fact, and this is still true. It's not like anybody really goes to user experience school. You don't go. You don't do a degree in user experience these days. Um, so people still come to it from quite different areas. So I I've hired. On, I'll stay on the user experience and design side. I've hired people to do user experience who've come from like a visual design background. So they might've done a, they might have done a design degree, but it's all pretty much visual stuff. Maybe they even <clears throat> did like, you know, poster prints and flyers and things like that, but they made, they made stuff look amazing, but they really cared about the experience of the customers. And so they, so they, so they were good at the user experience side. Um, quite a common route would be industrial design, which is where you're, industrial design traditionally works on like physical products so these i love industrial designers because they're always amazing at sketching out new ideas for like a new bike or whatever product it is and so people will come with that and you get this you get the design skills but you've been applying it in in a physical area and then you come more and more to the digital world um, and sometimes you find people who you know came from a development you know development side they just like love building apps they just tried to build some apps and and actually they found that more than the development they they liked the design in what it was and what it looked like and what the experience was and so people come to it from that side um, so there's a lot of different ways that people come to ux and design i think these days there are some really good programs out there typically i think like post-university um which will give you like a sort of boot camp three month go do it you know do a do a ux and design course and and they'll teach you the what it's like to be in a company doing these skills and i think those those seem to be pretty good but they didn't exist when i was when i was learning it 
It's quite interesting because I work as a, um, a design engineer and I'd actually be quite scared. I work in um, construction, um, in offsite construction, but I think I'd be quite scared to switch into the world of digital design. It's not something I'm ever really done. I've dabbled with it, but never as a, as a career. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is probably quite far from the sort of mechanical engineering side of things, um, which is why people tend to more come from it from like a product design. And I think with a, a product design sort of background, you, you're used to thinking about like, and I don't know about I don't know about your job. Maybe you do this too, but you're very much thinking about like the marketability of the product and the branding of the product, and and do people get it? And is this an interesting proposition? And how are they going to use it? Um, uh, and so people often come to it from that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's it's a, it's probably a big change from the sorts of things you'll be doing there today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And what about the sort of uh, prod product management side how do people sort of get into that yeah so product management is even more diverse there are there aren't really any um like programs that i know that from you know if you if you did your a levels and then you went to do a degree what degree would you do in order to be a product manager actually i don't think there are any that are, are clear so that said you that means it gives you loads of flexibility so mm. i think you know to be a product manager you you have a really diverse array of skills and that you need to be to be analytical you need to have an eye for um it helps if you've got an eye for design it helps if you know some of the technology and you need to be really good with people and so as long as you're smart and you're curious and you and you're persistent you can get on and have a good career in product management but that said it's it's one of these ones i'm sure you probably hear it on your on the podcast quite a lot it's like how, how do you get experience when you don't have experience yeah um and so my th these days there are product management school there's some things like product school and stuff that you can go on which will say okay we'll, we'll show you what it's like to be a product manager and those can help most of the time i hear that people um worked in a company in a sort of adjacent role and then found themselves doing a bit of product management and thought, oh, I quite like this. So you might come in as a as an as an analyst or something on a project, and it happens to be a software project. And so you end up working a lot with the developers. And then you go, oh, this is quite this is quite cool. I like I I'm project managing this. And then gradually you go like, actually, I I really like this product management sort of side of the job. Um, other times you might come in and you're like. Uh, just in a small company, I've seen this quite a lot. You come in and it's a small company, it's a startup, and there's you know somebody needs to coordinate what it is you're building, and you might be doing marketing, and you happen to like it, and so you start working a lot and feeding into the product, and so you, you kind of get into it that way. Similarly, you might be a, a career a bit more as a developer, and go actually I care a lot about what it is I'm building, not just you know how I'm building it. So you so people come in from that way. So I think that that adjacent like I was doing something a bit like product management and then somebody <laughs> just kind of needed this more of this stuff. And that's how, how people typically I, I see get their first bit. Um, but it's so, changing. There are some products programs now, but there, I think they're post-university kind of things. So is product management very much a thing of the tech and software development world or is the, is it applied to other industries? Um, 
so I think there is probably similar roles in other industries. But I think when if if you say product management, it is typically the world of tech and and software, you know, companies. Um, and in fact, I don't really know outside that. But that said, it's it might just have a slightly different name. As I say, you you might well be like a project or a program manager in some other sort of slightly more traditional consulting role. And in a way, you're doing a lot of the aspects of product management. But um, I think you mentioned a bit about the changes in 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 us, us all using these products. Like it's it's a it's it's not going away that we're going to be interacting more and more with all of these software projects. <clears throat> sorry software products and i think like product management as its own thing to help manage these software projects um is gonna is gonna stay as its own thing yeah certainly um what would be some sort of personality traits that you see that really help people within this industry something that maybe you see in your team that you think really um lets them thrive yeah so um interesting question uh, so most of most of all, because um, because I think for the product management side, it's a very diverse role. I just I just look for for smart, energetic people who care. And so you know you, it's it's quite it can be quite a tough job because you're doing so many different you're doing so many different things. And so you have to be persistent. Um, and you know you're going to be asked to feed into that analytics of the product and the, the business planning and the technology development and detailed aspects of the design and so you so you have to be smart and willing to like pick up different areas and and run with it really quick so i i, I just look for for that it's not a specific skill set but it's it's definitely a sort of trait um it definitely helps to you know having a creative outlook to things um often often if you can you know everybody might be suggesting you do this and it's going to be a three-month project you say well what happens if we did it this way perhaps and we could do it in a week you know those those kind of things can be super helpful um and then i probably say um it really helps to be sort of empathetic in the sense of being able to uh, being able to relate to the stakeholders who will be in your company you know your your managers, the other people who use your product in your company, but also all of your customers. Um, like that's like ultimately, I think you want somebody who can put themselves in their customers' shoes and know mm. what it's like to be them, and that's going to help you make the best decisions. And so, so I'd much rather have somebody who had a strong sense of empathy and and was and was humble to to put themselves in somebody else's shoes than somebody who said, "Here's what we should do." it's this and and didn't listen mm. so w before we sort of um got you on the podcast we had uh, rob bell on uh, and he was sort of telling me all about your website and uh called sketchplanations um and, and I th when i looked at it i thought it's brilliant it was so cool and do you think your sort of ux and uh, that kind of design world um influenced you in doing that yeah yeah 100 percent. so yeah i mean sketchplanations which is yeah, all about explaining something in a sketch it really started out i mean in a sense it started out ages ago i mean I, you're, you're doing design design engineering but um i ended up doing design partly because i was quite good at the science side of things but i really liked the drawing side of things and 
design sort of brings these two these two things together um and i found that um i found that when i was when we were doing design strategy consulting we we're always trying to visualize ideas we we're trying to communicate like you've got an idea how do you communicate it best to your team how do you make it so that we're all thinking about the same thing we know when i come up with an idea in a meeting we say oh we should have some referral program what does that look like and there's always a danger that you think it looks like something completely different than i think it looks like and so the more concrete you can be the better you can be about getting your ideas down visually the better and so yeah i did um I had a little notebook for like one sketch a year and I did that, uh, sorry, one sketch a year, one sketch a day for a year. And so I did a sketch a day for a year. And at the end of that, I was like, oh, that was, that was nice. Seems a shame to sort of stop that. But something that would really help me, something I'm doing all the time is trying to communicate my ideas to other people better. So why can't I try and explain something in a sketch every day? And so that, that was the genesis of it is, is that it's something I'm doing all the time how do I get my idea across to people? And obviously if you, the quicker, the quicker you can do that and, the, and when you do it visually, um, it always helps. And so that, yeah, that was, that was, that was how it started. It was like, let's get better at explaining things visually. Yeah. Funny enough, I had some conversations with some people at work today about a very similar topic topic. And I was talking about how design is, it's, it's twofold. It's one, how something actually is meant to be working, but then you have like the drawing and, creation side of how can i communicate this to the people who need to be able to like make it so it's like there's two things that are very similar but they are quite different and it, the whole thing about design is being able to communicate effectively something that needs to be done yeah and 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 it, yeah it's yeah i mean i think it's something that comes up in all sorts of jobs but then people communicate in different ways you know like you can you can design a really clear spreadsheet that somebody can pick up and and start and start working with um in in my experience and i can't remember i actually actually went and did a, a, a phd study in design and one of the things one of the things i found which obviously in retrospect is that you know design is typically done by multidisciplinary teams. And so you have, you know, you, you might be the designer on the team, but actually you have to work with somebody who knows the business angle and you might have a technical specialist that you're working with as well. You might have a copywriter, you might have somebody who's going to do the marketing and all of you got to work together and get on the same page about what it is you're going to build um, and, and how you're going to do it. And so often just that, that skill of being able to, to put something really concrete that people can all we can all look at and see the same thing from is is just so powerful compared to us all just talking about it in a meeting you know <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. yeah so I, I i just think it's it's just such such a useful skill to have i think it's brilliant and how do you sort of go about um thinking about what you want to do next do you just choose something randomly and sort of go off there <laughs> and, and learn about it and then because you must be able to, you must have to learn about these things you're doing explanations about um, in in quite a depth, so you can do it accurately. Uh, yeah, good point. Um, I have um, <laughs> I, I have a little line on my uh, on my website. I was I was I was writing about. Oh, and by the way, I do this project it's called Sketchplanations. I wrote like sooner or later, everything I know will be on Sketchplanations, um, <laughs> which is basically a process of taking things that I've learned over you know the last 30, 40 years and and putting them down into the into a sketch format so that so that other people can find them too um i'm 
continually adding to my list and on the lookout for you know what's what's an interesting thing to be honest you know I, it it's much easier to add to my list of things to explain than it is to explain them so my list grows much faster than i than i publish them <laughs> um i have found as as you know i've had more followers uh, even something where i think i know it um i I tend to do my research because very quickly, if I if I put something out, people tell me when it's wrong. <laughs> very they quickly, they love to do that. They love yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah. So so you know, if if I do it wrong, I will find out very quickly, and I'd much rather <laughs> find out beforehand. So um, yeah, over time, as more people are following, I'd probably spend a bit more time. Actually, you know, it's 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 a good it's a good opportunity in a way to even something you think you know when you sit down to try and explain it to somebody else, it makes you reevaluate. Is that really true? Do I really know? Is it actually like that? Let me do a double check. And so you know, the process has probably helped me out as more than it's helped anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess for you, what have been sort of the biggest positives and opportunities you've had out of your career so far? Um, yeah, good question. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like I like what I do and um, I consider myself very lucky. I think I think the main um, the main positive that you have is the potential impact that you have, particularly working in some of these software uh, software led companies. Um, I, I sort of feel like if you if you're a product manager and if you're the user you know if you're doing the user experience design for it um you have a massive responsibility like you are basically responsible for what everybody sees of your company so when they interact with your your product um and so i, I i'm always conscious of that when when i'm at work the day to day you know we've got 90 people in our company but ultimately it's, it, at some level it comes down to me what people will see um and what we build next and so like that's a massive responsibility but when you get it right um you have the potential to to make a huge impact not just in making like a, a, a successful business which is obviously nice but you can improve people's lives um and so I, I always think like the driver for me is doing useful things for our customers and so um i get to, to give an example like our, our platform is able to do things more efficiently and so typically um teaching assistants don't tend to get paid very much um on on average on the for a day's work and so and they also often also might be juggling doing a teaching assistant job around other things or raising a family they've got to get back pick up kids and all that stuff and so it can be quite hard to justify the time particularly in some areas to go out for a day's work when you're going to have to pay for your transport and you're going to have to be back at a certain time and our product allows us to pay people that little bit more because we take the efficiency out there actually it creates a revenue stream for these people of a way to support their family that they didn't have before which i think is brilliant um and i think that you know the same was true in a, in, in a sense when i was working at nutmeg um so, so nutmeg was all about helping you get the financial sort of future that you want and when i first what got me into it um apart from you know there was there was an idea from the 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 ceo who had a powerpoint deck thinking hey i've got this idea and we went and spoke with people and it was quite clear very early on that 
people don't make great decisions with their money and it's not because they don't they don't want to it's just because they don't always know what to do or they put it off or it seems complicated and if you're working in, in a in a you know making a product like this that opens it up to help everybody make better decisions with their money it helps people send their kids to university it helps people buy their first house you know it helps people actually retire when they want to and not 10 years later um and so that i for for me when i think about the positives of the job is to be able to have that sort of impact because you were the one responsible for making this accessible by making a great design by building the right thing um that was a really long answer but there're probably a lot nice. of other things <laughs> but that's that's the main one and you're right because yeah. it's a good feeling as well you know you can go home at the end of the day and say you might not know the person you've helped but you've you've potentially helped someone which is quite good yeah yeah absolutely and i, I was i also think i mean i'm always i'm always learning so i think a, a huge positive of this kind of job is that um you know companies change over time as they grow uh, there's uh, it's probably clear that I've got an opportunity to develop myself in lots of different ways whether it's the design it's copywriting it's managing people it's product management it's user research it's it's analyzing the data or the marketing campaigns you know they, there's there's lots of different ways that I can I can develop myself and I think that's that's quite satisfying as well and you don't you don't get that breadth necessarily in every career I think yeah on the flip side of this though what would be some negatives or less favorable aspects you've um, discovered in this industry yeah um i mean you know overall i'm really positive on it i think i think some things that can happen um probably at different at different ends of the spectrum so uh there you know most most small companies don't don't make it right so that mm. there's there's a big risk in any of these companies that you work on something extremely hard and the pressure goes up and up and up and it and it and it fails and so i think i think even though you know you might see this big picture that you're trying to help somebody with their retirement or send their kids to university you still have to make a successful business and sign up users by this quarter otherwise you know you won't meet your targets and so i think there's there can be some um it can, it can be quite metrics driven like you can measure everything on the web now and mm. so there can be quite a lot of pressure to grow and like hit the numbers um when you'd rather take you'd rather take your time go a bit more slowly do it a bit better and and focus on the user experience all the time but you you have to make those those tricky trade-offs about actually there's quite a lot of pressure that we need to meet this otherwise otherwise the company's going to be in trouble by then so so i think that that metrics driven bit can be maybe uh perhaps a part of the part of the job that people enjoy less mm. i would say um we always we go away and we look for um average salaries right across these industries mm. and then we just ask if, if that would if you think that that sort of makes sense from your experiences so we looked at ux ui and we also looked at product management um but ux ui sort of the starting salaries nowadays were between 90 and twenty-five thousand. i don't does that sort of sound right to you did you say 19 and 25? 19 and 25 yeah um yeah for for a very junior role i typically i've only hired people above that okay yeah. yeah the they say i think they say a sort of experiences between 30 and fifty thousand. 
um, yeah, that's yeah, sounds that's, about right. It's in the ballpark, yeah. Uh, and then product managers, um, it was so difficult to find any data on them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I've no idea if these figures are sort of accurate. They, they say around around 50,000, but does that does that sound about right to you? Yeah, I think, you know, if, for, for somebody sort of just coming into it, um, and, and people don't always, people don't often go straight into product management mm. because because you've often had to be exposed through some other routes to even the idea that product management's a career. Mm. And so it's often not people's like first job. I don't, I don't usually hire people, you know, straight out of university or whatever into a product management role. So I think it typically starts maybe a little bit higher, like in the thirties, mm-hmm. 30 or so. Um, and then, um, yeah, for, you know, for an experienced product manager at a, at a company that's that's growing, you could you could be up in the you know fifties to sixties kind of thing. Wow. Um, but it, it depends a lot on the size of the the size of the company and the stage of the company. You know, so um, it, it, it's there's a lot of, there's a lot of responsibility in the product management role, and so there's a lot of variation in, in the experience. You know. Are you are you launching the next you know Google Plus because that's a product manager's job, mm. or are you adding you know a way to invite your friends to to this this you know a little feature on top of an existing app? So I th- I think that's why you're seeing the big big variation there. So product management roles would they be at most of these roles would they be at big tech companies like you know like your Googles and and, and companies like that? Well, I think um, I think any any company that's making software needs the the role of product management done um, in order to do it. Like you need somebody who's making the decisions about what it is you're going to build and trying to coordinate that that happening and checking that you're actually achieving what you want to do with it. Um, at, at very small companies, you don't always have the budget to bring in that and often that might be played by the ceo let's say um, or even like an experienced developer or something or somebody who's with a, a commercial role and so the reason why you see it i think a bit more is because at, at larger companies is because they have much more established team structures they're much bigger like if you have a team of five to eight developers it's really worth having a product manager to help coordinate that development effort um, if you've got one of one or two developers and a CEO and a you know a co-founder, then you don't necessarily need that pro- that product product manager role. Um, so I think it's really common at the larger companies. Um, but any any time I think you get um, you know a, a development team from like yeah, anytime three, you have that structure, people. it's always good to have a structure around a team, isn't it? You know, it brings people together, it focuses them a little bit more. Yeah, but you, 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 I think you always remember like the product manager is not the one doing the work. Like they're not the one doing yeah, exactly, the design yeah. and they're not the one writing the code. So in some senses, that's a, that's a role that you can kind of do without at the beginning because you actually need to get the work done. Um, but very quickly as the, as the company grows a little bit, you go, actually, we really need a product manager here because building the wrong thing is much more expensive than building the right thing. Within um, now, you've moved into this uh, digital um, world uh, in an industry. What would be something that you never expected um, to be dealing with within that specific industry? 
Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's probably me being, me being naive, but um, I think very much as I was you know, developing my skills and going through university and studying and all this stuff, you, you really focus on the skills themselves. Um, one of the things that I found the most valuable, probably of my, of my skill set, and for product managers in general, is that um, so much of it comes down to to how you are with people. Um, and it's funny because you know, generally speaking, in in design school or engineering school, they don't they don't tend to I don't I can't remember any classes on that. But actually, whether or not I succeed in my job probably depends more on how I interact with the rest of the team and how I interact with my customers than it does on whether or not I'm good at the actual skills of my job. Um, and so I, I think like that bit about being good with people, being able to talk the language of developers and, you know, being able to talk to the CEO about what you're trying to achieve and connect those two, play, play that, play that role is actually super valuable and and being able to listen to the to the people around you but they're not it's not something that I've, i was ever ever trained on explicitly you know and i never did a class on um, but it's probably the thing that turned out to be most valuable you you mentioned earlier sort of thinking about when you were hiring people so let's talk about ux uh, designers first what is something they can do to stand out um when when some when they're applying for jobs uh, UX designers, did you say? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I think uh, so we are, I, for a UX designer, I'd always ask for a, a portfolio. Um, so, and a, and a portfolio doesn't have to be like, um, you know, industry projects in a company. It's lovely if it is, but it does definitely doesn't have to be. So I always, I always suggest, you know, as you, as you are involved in projects and you create cool things, <laughs> Like, make sure you get a screenshot of that mm. when it happens. Make sure you get a capture of that. Also, if you've if you've done something and and you actually achieve like a, a result, so like you know, let's say you redesigned your homepage of your marketing site for a for a product, and <clears throat> conversions went from ten to fifteen percent. Like, keep it keep a track of that. That 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 not just that your work looked cool, but this is the effect they had, the business mm. effect. I always think that. That helps. Um, the other thing I think makes people stand out to me is not a requirement, but given that user experience design is typically on the web, it really helps when people understand what it takes to build something. And so I, it's, it's a it's a real bonus to me, as you say. What, what makes someone stand out is if they've built their own website. So even if that was like sticking their portfolio up on their website, um, or just a simple you know one page thing about them, um, I just think that it shows that you've you've taken the time to go. Okay, what's HTML? How do I commit some code? Where does this hosted? How do I get a URL? Like you've gone through all of those those steps and. Um, you know, how do I, how do I make sure this image is on the right side of the screen? Because those are the skills you're going to need day to day working with the developers. Um, you can get by without, and I've 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 worked with developers, sorry, designers who don't know anything about the the code, but I always think it helps, and so I do look for that. And uh, 
would you now go into this industry knowing everything you know now? Yeah, yeah, I would. Um, I think, as I said, I, I think I'm uh, qu- quite lucky in what I do. It gives me loads of opportunity. It gives me loads of, you know, a remarkable amount of potential impact. I think, you know, you can really, the companies you see interact with every day change the, the culture of the the world we the world we live in and so you, you have a chance to sort of make make those happen um and and i i still feel like uh I, st- I still feel like this is the early days you know this is the early days and i know the web's been around a while yeah mm. but you know app stores and that are not that that old Every, all the technology is getting better everything's moving to video now this is you know my my kids now are going to have a completely different experience as they're growing up. So I, I feel mm. like we're just still at the start of it. So I feel like there's so much potential um, that I would, yeah, I would, I would go into it again. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Jono. It's, um, it's been really interesting. I didn't know much about the industry before, uh, before chatting to you. So uh, thank you for your time. Yeah, not at all. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. And uh, where can people find you on social media as well as your sketchplanations and stuff? Uh, yeah, so the, the easiest place to find me is is sketchplanations.com. It's like explanations, but with sketch in front. Um, and I'm I'm just uh, John O'Hay, uh, J O N O H E Y, on on Twitter and Instagram and various places. So um, typically, if you type my name in, you'll you'll come across me. Brilliant. Thank you again, John. Yeah, not at all. Thank you.